Welcome to Season 4 of Shine Time Radio, a monthly unedited podcast exploring themes around overwhelm with the insights and supports of tarot and coaching. I'm Jenny Robertson and I'm the tarot reader, coach and space holder here at Shine Time Coaching. I'm a Rainer Institute trained coach, heart-centered tarot reader, a lifelong learner, your trail buddy, and your introverted cheerleader. This place is for the overwhelmed dreamers, triers, and magic makers who are looking for a more intuitive, gentle, and supportive way back to themselves. Hey everybody, welcome to the March episode of Shine Time Radio. This month, uh, the theme for this month over at Shine Time uh, is supporting ourselves in change. (laughs) Uh, I've been speaking about change a lot recently, and the reason being that I'm personally going through a lot of change, but I also know that change can create uh, a sense of overwhelm, and it can be a lot to process. Um, We know that change is something that is a part of life. Life is change. Um, and it's something that I think we forget sometimes to almost set ourselves up with it with supports for, you know, um, that this is always going to be something that's the case. But we also often go through very um, sort of momentous or um, purposeful or uh, sort of um, path changing times of uh, periods of change. Um, And so because I'm in it (laughs) and I'm doing a lot of work for myself in it and supporting myself with it, um, I know that a lot of people are also going through it. And I thought it'd be a thing, a good thing to focus on for the month of March. Uh, Of course, my spin will always be um, with sort of the tips and hints uh, that coaching can provide and that tarot and, you know, the supports that tarot can provide. So that's what we'll be talking about in today's Uh, episode. I'll share a little bit of background stuff. I'll share a little coaching stuff and I'll share a little tarot stuff. Um, You can also refer back to the blog, which covers all of this as well. Um, And as well as the links that are in the newsletter for those of you who are a part of the newsletter crew. There is also a freebie in the newsletter for those of you who... um, have joined us there uh, that has some journal prompts for when you're in times of change and transition and um, which can be used either as journal prompts or as a tarot spread. Um, and it's a really lovely um, offering that's a wee bit of a freebie this month for those of you who are part of the newsletter crew. So you can find that over in the newsletter, which will be coming out Friday and I need to check my dates. This is what happens when you're not organized. <laughs> um, gosh, where am I? Anyways, next Friday. A week on, on this Friday. <laughs> what is it going to be? Uh, oh, sometime in March, anyways. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? I should have done that beforehand. But anyways, in the beginning part of month, of March, the first Friday in March is when the, the emails, um, the newsletter comes out. Um, and of course, I can't figure out what that is just now. So you're just going to have to to bear with me. <laughs> but back to change. So we know that change is life. We know that we deal with change all the time. Sometimes it's more obvious than other times. Um, and it's, you know, how do we cope and deal with and support ourselves during times of transition? 
So we'll get into sort of some um, coaching and tarot supports. But first, I just wanted to share a little bit about where I am in my um, my sort of life stuff. Um, and I assume a lot of you will be able to sort of relate to things like this. So uh, this month coming up in March, at the very end of the month on the 25th will be my last day of teaching. I'll be leaving behind a teaching career of over 20 years. Um, it is a big deal. <laughs> and I think sometimes we're very quick to brush things off and, and pretend they're not a big deal. Um, and sometimes what we really need to do is to honor what it is. So it is a big deal. Um, and also I'm really, really ready to move on. You know, both can, both can be, both can be true. There are many reasons for me to decide to leave teaching. Um, you know, it's not, it's not all just the positive thing of me wanting to expand into this role, although that is a big part of it. It also has become a hard job. Um, it's not the job it once was. Uh, it's an extremely t- taxing job on empaths. Um, I no longer have the capacity for the stuff that sort of is surrounding teaching that takes away from the actual teaching and the supporting of the children. Um, and also, I'm ready to move on to something that's better that better uses my skill set. Um, and I'm 100% determined to support myself and my health in a more balanced way, which I w- am no longer able to do in teaching. So I can recognize both. <laughs> I recognize and I also struggle with the fact that I'm a really um, fortunate in a fortunate position to have the support of my husband to be able to make this transition. Um, I couldn't do this without his support, both emotionally and financially. And believe me, that is a tough pill to swallow for someone who appreciates, you know, I appreciate my independence. Um, but it's a decision we've come to over the over years, <laughs> years of discussion and um, um, debate and setting ourselves up to be able to do this. But I do need to recognize that that is a position I'm in um, and I'm fortunate to be in. Um, it is a big leap of faith in many ways, but then life is, isn't it? And, um, you know, one I'm, I'm doing and undertaking with both a nervous and anxious, as well as an open and hopeful heart. <laughs> um, I've been thinking a lot about how we honor transitions at this time, you know, and times of big change, how we do that for ourselves. And I think even it's just recognition, isn't it? You know, teaching has given me a lot and it also has taken a lot. And I can honor the parts that were good, and I can acknowledge the parts that were hard. Um, I've met some of my closest friends teaching. Uh, I've had some amazing experiences with it. I was able to move to Scotland, and I was able to set my life up here with teaching. Um, I was able to work with and support some incredible children and families during my 20 years. Um, and I developed a hugely varied set of staff, a set of skills, excuse me, during this 20 year career, skills that have and will serve me well with my coaching and tarot role. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do the role that I'm doing now if I hadn't developed those sets of set of skills, you know, as a teacher. Um, and I just want to take a moment to honor and acknowledge teaching staff. Um, I get quite emotional when I think about, um, the people who do these jobs and how <sighs> difficult it can be um, and how hard we're making it for teachers and teaching staff. Um, and sometimes I feel a little bit like I'm abandoning ship <laughs> and maybe that can seem that way, but I also don't think we have to stay places that 
don't um, appreciate us or don't support us anymore. Um, but, and I've been saying this to a lot of my colleagues, like teaching staff are some of the most skilled folks there are. And, and we're not really allowed to believe that. And we're not really allowed to know that. And I think if we truly knew how skilled we were, um, there'd be quite the exodus of school staff leaving the profession. Um, I think a lot of staff feel like there's no place for them anywhere else, but actually the, the tools and the skills that we develop as teachers and as people who work with children and, and school staff um, are highly valued. But it's one of those things where you're just a teacher and that's it, you know. Um, to say that teaching staff are on their knees just now is an understatement. Um, and we might not be seeing that. It might be hidden. It might be um, distracted. Um, it might just be that a lot of people are so used to it for so many years now. But I really think the um, pandemic has shone a big, huge, nasty light <laughs> on um, some of the things that the the you know, how teachers and school staff are perceived um, and how, you know, underappreciated, undervalued and under-resourced they are. Um, and teaching staff don't let being underappreciated and stretched to the max make you feel like you aren't worth much because you are a massively skilled bunch of folk and I absolutely love you and appreciate you so much. Um, and I respect the profession. I respect the people in the profession very much. Um, so yes, if you're one of those folks, I applaud you and I know, um, and I know how it feels and I know what it's like. And, uh, I very much admire the work that you're doing. Um, even if it doesn't always appear that, it, you know, appreciated. So yes. Um, but so that's, you know, I'm in that kind of position now. I've, and I've done a lot. I've been, we've been working towards this for a little while now. It really came into fruition that I was going to leave. Uh, it was supposed to be after this year, at the end of the school year. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I, Chris, you know, we were, so I came into the decision, excuse me, last summer, was going to try to do one more year. Um, and then we were hit with COVID over Christmas, actually at the end of Christmas holidays. So I was home with my family for those two weeks and I just gave me a lot of perspective and I thought, what am I doing here? Um, and I was just dreading it, you know, every moment going in, um, even knowing that I'm leaving, uh, how many weeks left, five weeks left to go. I still, I don't have, I, it's still not a lightness going in. Like I've just, I, you know, you're just done with something, right? You know, that feeling when you're just done with something and it's done. Um, so yes, that we've been processing and working with this for quite some time now, but I, I'm still now that it's approaching, there's an, you know, you consider what, what is, what is it I can do to support myself? What is it I can do to feel like I'm honoring the change that it is? It doesn't have to be a big, massive thing. It could be as big or as little as it needs to be, but I think it's really important to honor endings and new beginnings and transitions um, and to recognize them because they are really um, powerful and they can be a lot emotionally and they can be a lot physically. So yeah, they can be exciting. Changing times can be exciting and scary and everything in between. 
most of all, it can be exhausting. <laughs> you know, you're planning, you're organizing, you're playing through scenarios constantly, you know, plus your routines and your schedules are changing. And there's a constant worry that maybe you're not making the right decision or right choice. And, you know, enter our brains at that point, trying to keep us safe by, you know, keeping us small and, and trying to keep us in the same box. And that in they could be our brains could be massive dickheads at that point, you know, what do you what who do you think you are? You know, what's the point you're going to fail? Um, you, you know, you, you always give up or you're, you're leaving, you know, even that like how I feel like I feel a sense of guilt about leaving my peers and my colleagues behind is, you know, at this in this place for a lot of them is really, really challenging. There's that as well, right? But what do I what's the option? What's the alternative is staying in a place and 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 in a place that it's no longer a place for me. And that doesn't benefit me. and It doesn't benefit the people I work with. And it doesn't benefit anyone really. So um, it's really important to allow your brain to have a voice every so often, um, but to not let it take control and just to recognize and how do we um, make that or comfort that part of us that is nervous and scared you know how do we acknowledge yes it is scary new times are scary change is scary and also I have the skill set and the support and the resources I need to do it and to do it well um is that that's no guarantee but I trust that I have what I need to um support myself through what I need to what I need to go through and there are many coaching hints that we can use to keep us grounded and centered when things are ending and beginning. And we can cultivate, for example, um, making sure we cultivate spaces of quiet for gentle reflection. Um, it could be like a journal or free write session or habit tracking or daily tarot polls or meditation or anything that allows us some time and space to feel and hear what's going on for us, you know, to honor those emotions that want to come up and to recognize them and to name them. You know, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling worried. I'm feeling stressed. It can be really powerful in itself. And I think regular creating a some kind of schedule routine for yourself when other things are kind of up in the air, wherever you can do that, that gives us a moment to ourselves so we can check in and put supports in place is really important. So for example, I'll be relying on a bit of a morning routine to be the same, um, even though other things are going to be very different. Um, you can have regular movement moments, weekly friend dates, walk, you know, daily or weekly walks in nature, um, therapy and coaching sessions, moon rituals, meditation, nightly knitting, anything that you know, it can be a bit of an anchor for yourself or a bit of grounding for yourself in whenever when other things are turbulent and other things are changing, you know, and your schedule's changing in other ways, you can still find something you can do every day at a similar time in a similar way that keeps that sort of routine and schedule um for yourself. Anything that supports and suits you best. Um I think prioritize prioritizing, I should say this, even and especially in unknown times is a wonderful way to keep connected to our core self. Um, I think it's also important to have a trusted partner slash buddy whose perspective you trust and respect. Um, my husband is one of those for me and we are for each other and we can give each other sort of a rational and critical outside but supportive perspective that we may need when we are too in it to be able to do that for ourselves and me in particular when I start winding myself up or my brain starts winding up to these uh you know sort of dooms day level like what if this happens what if this happens 
it's important, you know, my, it's important for me then to share, my husband can give me a perspective that is more uh, level and more realistic. <laughs> um, and it's important to have that, you know, as somebody who you can do that with, whether it's a friend, a parent, a sibling, a partner, whoever, you know, that you can trust to give you a little bit of perspective when you can't give that for yourself. Um, I do think it's important to note that it's to set boundaries about the type and delivery of the advice given um, and whatever suits you best. I need quite a gentle perspective. Um, some people prefer a, bit of, a little bit of tough love, that kind of thing. So it just depends if you want someone just to listen and to reflect back or if you want some advice or whatever it is that you need. It is important to set that boundary for, for both of you when you're when you are doing that. Um, Another thing I like to do is to create an anchor statement that, you know, something that brings us back to ourselves when we feel like we're being whipped around by changes coming our way. And it could be something like, I am someone who trusts that I have the tools and supports in place to support myself during change. Um, I am someone who's becoming more confident in my ability to give myself what I need to stay calm and centered during transitions. Um, when times are unknown, I know I can rely on my morning routine to keep myself grounded um, I trust myself and my abilities when things are changing. Anything that sort of has that, uh, like, a, you know, it, they're like affirmations really, aren't they? But something that can keep you focused on what's going on around you um, and what you need in that in those moments. And, and it would be great. These things are great if they're visual. So if it's on like your phone lock screen or if it's up in your workspace or on a matter that you look in in the morning or wherever you kind of have like the visual context to keep just to remind you. Um, at the end of the day, if things become too much, take this as maybe the permission you need to down all the tools and just give yourself a break. You don't have to do anything else besides survive when life, you know, when the life whirlwind gets a bit too much. Um, sometimes you need to put all the things down, including the good things, you know, that you know are supportive for you, but actually just don't have the capacity for. And it's OK. That's OK, too. And big hugs of this is you. I've been there. And it, one of the hardest things was letting myself release all those shoulds and all the guilt. So if that's you just now, um, I see you and I know this. I know this place. Um, and it will come back. <laughs> and the only way sometimes it can come back is if to let to let it all go. So some tarot stuff. Um, I would say that the entire tarot deck supports us in change. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, um, Emperor, Emperor and Empress. Oh, all the kings and queens together. Oh, you know, everything, every single thing in the tarot deck could support us and can support us in times of change. So because it takes us through the sort of life, death, rebirth cycle, it keeps us mindful of and centered in the spiralic nature of life. <laughs> you know, it's a, life is never a straight line. We know this. Um, and, oh, excuse me. Um, life is change. And so tarot is all about change because that is what tarot is about. Um, tarot is life, life is tarot. <laughs> so if life's about change, tarot is about change. Uh, but this month, I want to focus mostly on the sort of ending slash new beginnings when you're leaving one thing and moving into a new thing. Um, 
because life is a spiral and the tarot constantly reminds us that nothing ever truly ends. There's no end to our growth and expansion. When we are finished working through one cycle of growth, the next level is right there around the corner for us, ready to embark on. Um, so with this in mind, I find a lot of comfort and support at looking at the expansion pairs, uh, which is like the universe or world, back to the fool in the major arcana, and then the tens back to the aces in the court cards. Um, because when you finish one, like we said, one level of expansion, you go back and start again. Um, and I think that's really important to do because this is sort of what one of those phases for me. <laughs> so I thought it's good to share. You know, we all do this. We all, everybody experiences these. And so I'll talk through the world to the back to the fool. And then I'll talk about each of the tens to the aces because they all have a different sort of flavor to them. Um, so the world comes at the end of the major arcana. It's card 21. Um, and indicates the completion of like a major upgrade or major life completion of cycle of something, um, some major piece of inner work for ourselves, something kind of um, foundational in ourself that has changed, uh, evolved, um, worked through. You know, we've worked through all the majors in some way and have come to the end of that cycle in that way. And that doesn't mean we are finished because we're never finished. <laughs> we head back to the fool for our next up-leveled cycle of work. So we'll start again, but in a, in a more elevated way. But the cool thing is that the fool was with us the whole way. The fool is ne the fool is zero in the deck. The fool is actually the trigger for each step along the way of your journey. So the fool has been with us the whole time. And the fool reminds us that while we can't ever really know what's going on, going to come our way, like we can't predict what our life will be, we can definitely set ourselves up in a way that allows us to trust ourselves no matter what. So it's not I say this a lot, you know, the whole trust the process, it's not my favorite saying, because I'm like, but the process is untrustworthy. But and I get where it can be valuable. But actually, I think it's more valuable to say that I trust myself in the process. Um, and that we this is what the fool does. The fool reminds us that yes, we're stepping out into the unknown. But we have this skill set that supports these resources available to us. Um, but what we need to do in order to do to be able to have those skill sets, resources, supports, it means we getting to know ourselves at our core and getting to know our values, our best pace, our capacities, our seasonal ebbs and flows, our best approaches to things and the resources that serve us best. Like we need to if we know ourselves so well with those things. Um, the better we know ourselves, the better we can move through our lives with, you know, self-trust and self-compassion because we understand ourselves really, really well. And the world gives us a little indication around what works for us and what doesn't. So when we get to the to the world, um, we've figured something out about us, a key piece of ourselves, and we get to move into the next phase of things with a little bit more understanding of ourselves and our journey. And we get to take what we learn and apply it to the next evolution, and so each of the 10 ace combos allow us to do that as well, but in like a much more specific way. So starting with the swords, um, the journey to the swords, which swords is an air, is air, um, is a journey around the relationship we have with our brains. So our thoughts, our beliefs, our brain, our brain chemistry, um, and then our makeup, you know. The Ten of Swords is actually like a mini death card and then an old thought process or an old belief is dead. Like we, we, we are no longer in need of that, 
belief or thought process. We get to move forward armed with new knowledge and a new understanding of how we work best. And we know many of these have been, you know, many of our thoughts (laughs) and ideas about ourselves, we have been gifted to us by our families and by society, and they aren't actually our true beliefs at all. Um, Many are stories that we've been told about who we are and what we're here for. And we get to question those at any and every point. Um, Some we have an inkling that they just aren't true. And some can be quite shocking, actually, when we discover them. (laughs) The swords have never been the most comfortable suit for me. I actually, when a sword comes up, I'm like, roll my eyes like, oh. And that's because actually they're the one suit I'm probably entangled with the most. It's probably the suit I almost need the most. Um, I have a complicated relationship with my mind. <laughs> my mind can be a real dick. Um, and I know that my biggest upgrades have come from my work with this suit. Uh, and my in questioning my beliefs and questioning my thoughts and questioning what my brain is saying to me. And the fact that I'm doing this work in the way that I'm doing it now is one of the biggest. So the fact that I can and do claim my skill set as a tarot reader and specific, you know, specifically is massive. Like my 12-year-old self would be ecstatic. Um, my 20-year-old self would probably call me nuts and, you know, not understand it because I was working in a, in a system that was more rigid and less spiritual and less... Um, holistic um but my 30 year old self would be like incredulous and delighted you know as I was starting to get to know myself as an adult as a as a fully formed human I knew that I had a really um empathic um sort of spiritual side and but didn't really know how to how to work with that so yeah I bet you if you're thinking back and you're thinking about these examples and thinking about the swords represent you can pick out a ton of of examples of this process that you've experienced over the years where you've had light bulb moments or done a ton of work to realize no I don't believe that no that my my family told me that that's not true um I don't believe that I actually believe this this is who I am no I don't need to think that way anymore no that thought process doesn't support me anymore you know you can definitely move through those no like no doubt that every single one of you listening will have um, ideas about what that is for you. And then when we work through the pentacles, which are earth, our, the pentacles are how we nourish and caretake our plans, our dreams, our goals and life work, you know, what we're here to do. In the ace, we plant like a little sacred seed of something really special and important. And as we work our way through to the 10, we're, take, we're taking care of that seed, we're nurturing it, we're um, weeding the ground around it, we're um, giving it, you know, nutrients, we're being patient with it, we're showing it devotion, we're giving it attention and love and patience, all the good stuff, right? And the 10 is the culmination of that work, and we get to celebrate our hard work and effort. And then, well, the next phase is ready for our attention in the ace again, and we're ready to plant something new, or something bigger, or deeper, or more meaningful, or richer. And these are the plans, ideas, path choices that we have put in place, intentionally and more often unintentionally (laughs) these are the things we discover about ourselves along the way and that we work to amplify you know they're the big things like job training or parenting and they are the million of small things like daily practices and routines that build up the fabric of of the lives we want to lead and what we give attention to grows you know so it's also recognizing that maybe sometimes we're feeding the wrong seed 
a seed that maybe isn't for us anymore or doesn't suit us or doesn't, you know, support us. So this suit also reminds us of that sort of mind, body balance and partnership, especially for those of us who can be more in our brains at times. <laughs> um, it can be a real um, reminder to, to that our bodies are, our bodies know, our bodies are intelligent and our bodies need caretaking and nourishing as well. So what have been your ACE seeds that you have planted and that you've nurtured and cared for along the way, considering things like that? Or are there seeds that actually you've been nourishing that aren't right for you? In Cups, which is a water suit, is the journey we undertake with the emotional side of ourselves. This is big self-worth and self-appreciation work. This is learning to give ourselves what we need and to explore um, accepting and maybe even loving up all the parts of ourselves. And when we reach the 10 in the cups, we have a much deeper connection to who we are. We're able to better see that all of us is welcome and worthy. Um, and maybe a thing we thought of as unworthy or something to be hidden away gets a little gentle and curious exploration. Maybe we learn that those things we were told to hold shame around aren't actually things to be shameful about. And maybe we learn, in fact, that there's no place for shame at all. When we get to the 10, we have learned that cultivating more appreciation and joy in our lives is our responsibility. And we are allowed that work. We are allowed that exploration and cultivation. So can you think of an aspect of yourself or way of being that you're more connected to within this theme? Maybe something that you've grown with over the, over the years. And the last one is the wands, which is our fire suit. And that's uh, you know, all about how we tend to our inner flame. And this is about understanding our capacities, our needs, our pace, and what fires us up, like what gets us going. And this suit is really about choosing um, to understand ourselves and giving our give ourselves what we really, really need. It's about choosing ourselves, actually, full stop. <laughs> Just choosing to put ourselves somewhere, hopefully in the center of our own lives. Um, by the end of the wand suit, uh, we have developed all this understanding of our, you know, how we work best. Um, it's very eye focused. Um, and the tens remind us that actually we cannot do life on our own. We were never meant to. We can't carry it and do it all on our own. Sorry, fellow introverts, but we can't. <laughs> but we do, do get to choose who, you know, to surround ourselves, who we surround ourselves with. And that's really important. We really need like-minded and like-hearted folk who get us and get themselves. Doesn't mean we have to be the same. We can be all completely different beings. But the at the core of our... Um, of ourselves is, is something similar and that we appreciate the, the uniqueness of each other, you know, and we appreciate the uniqueness of ourselves and the gifts that we bring. And it's about knowing that we can build up and rely on an external and internal community. That we always have that option. When we get to the Ten of Wands, um, some aspect of our lives, we are better able to understand how we tick, you know, what supports serve us best, who we like learning from and sharing with, and how we let others come in to compliment us, you know. Yes, we need to be able to support ourselves best. And when we learn to do that, we can better see where we're able to do that solo and where someone else's experiences and skill sets mesh with the areas we aren't as into or we aren't as skilled in. You know, we complement each other. Can you think of ways that you've learned to better serve and support yourself? Um, can you think of how your life has benefited when you were able to allow someone else in to support 
So yes, a big month, <laughs> but it feels like an important month for it. You know, spring is around the corner, that sort of new beginning, end of an old cycle of, of the season, new beginning of seasons. Um, I hope that the coaching and tarot hints and tips felt supportive for you and that you can give yourself a little ease and grace if you are going through a time of transition. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll speak to you next month. Thank you so much for joining me here in this space. You can find out more about the work I do over on the website, which is shinetimecoaching.com, as well as over on Instagram at shinetime underscore coaching. If you enjoyed the podcast today, it would mean an awful lot to this human if you would consider leaving a weed review on your podcast listening platform of choice. I hope your month is full of what you want and even more of what you need. Until next month, take care, lovelies. Thank you.